the Cat Audio Network. This is Speaking with the Enemy. And it is a very special edition of Speaking with the Enemy because it's the first time we're ever doing it in the playoffs as the Ticats getting set for the Eastern semifinal against Montreal Alouettes. And the man who will have the call on TSN 690 in Montreal is Sean Campbell. Sean, thanks so much for doing this. I want to start with William Stanback because I know the Ticats are paying a lot of attention to him this week. Just named the East nominee for most outstanding player. I actually think he's got a pretty good chance at winning it. I know what I know what uh, what Zach Claris is doing in Winnipeg is is pretty incredible. But I mean, just just talk about the season that William Stanback has had. Yeah, it was. You know, I don't want to say expected, but he was really good before. You know, a couple of years ago, and then he went to the NFL, and then you know that didn't work out like a lot of guys do. But he's he's got a lot of talent, and you could clearly see he was a cut above any other running back this year in the CFL and he just, you know, every first down, it wasn't two to three yards. It was five to six. And that makes a quarterback's life so much easier because even on second and six or even second and seven, the Owls had faith that they'd run the ball. And if you had that one, that it was second and seven, he gets six yards on second down and then it'd be third and one. And in the CFL, you're going to go for it on third and one. It just, the, the options were there for, for Will Standback. So, and he just, powerful every time he hits a guy it's an extra two yards guys really have a tough time stopping him in his tracks it was a very simple game plan that the Alouettes put together with him but I think a little kudos has to go to the offensive line as well and the offensive line is has been an issue with the Owls in the past and you know what it was an issue this year they they didn't have many games where it's the same five guys they kept changing and it wasn't until about week 10 or 11 where it really affected them with uh, protection issues uh, because every week it was somebody different. I was like, hey, they're, they're actually protecting the quarterback. They're having a run game, this offensive line. Every single game, you know, Landon Rice was at tackle. Then he was at guard. Christian Matt had to go to center. Deshaun Jameson was out. Tony Washington was battling an injury the entire way through. So, yeah, good nod to Will Stanback. Good nod to the offensive line and, and even the play calling from Kahari Jones. But it's been a really good season, and Stanback's going to be the face of that uh, and the Yow's running game. And, of course, the Ticats, Simone Lawrence was asked about it this week, about William Stanback, and he kind of just shot back, well, what did he do against us? Uh, because mm-hmm. the Ticats did hold him to 40 yards the first time they saw him, and I believe under 60-59 the second time. So two of the three of his lowest performance uh, came against the Ticats, but something to watch for sure. Trevor Harris in Eastern semifinals. Matthew Shinetti has been pointing this out to me in person at, at Ticats practices, uh, you know, on this show, uh, you know, Trevor Harris is is a guy who knows how to step up, it, you know, sometimes in the playoffs. This is a tough task. I mean, you know, putting into an offense on a week's notice, what are you kind of expecting to see from him and the offense, you know, regarding, uh, you know, his, his lack of reps, I guess, with this team? Yeah, you know what? He's been pretty good coming in uh, for the Owls down the stretch. And, you know, the numbers aren't going to blow you away, but he got the eight touchdowns and, you know, he, he – I don't think he needs to be overwhelmingly good in the East semifinal. I, I you know, I kind of made the joke uh, a couple, you know, weeks ago it, when they were trying to figure out Schiltz or Harris with Adams out, who, who do that? I was like, it doesn't matter. Turn around and hand off the ball. You know, that's, that's what you need to do. Uh, but, but the thing with Trevor Harris, he's smart with the ball and he, he, he really tries to keep those turnovers to a minimum. So if you have a quarterback that's protecting the football, 
and then you have a running back that is gaining yards, that's going to lead to longer drives. That's going to lead to possession. That's going to lead to the game plan that the Alouettes want. And I think Trevor Harris brings that. Uh, I kind of drew a chart the other day of the Alouettes quarterbacks, right? And I know that Schiltz has been banged up, Vernon Adams Jr. is out, and Trevor Harris. So at number one on the chart is Vernon Adams Jr. I think he's the best of the bunch. Then it goes to Trevor Harris. Then it goes to Matthew Schultz. But the thing is, at the bottom of that list, I have a fourth quarterback, which is Vernon Adams Jr. <laughs> because you sometimes don't know which one you're going to get. And I think that's the difference with Trevor Harris. He, his high end may not be as high as Vernon Adams Jr., but you know what you're going to get with Trevor Harris. And, and I think that you know keeps things easy for Kahari Jones as a coach. So I, I, I've actually liked what I've seen. I think he's going to be able to you know, bring a good game plan. It's just going to be interesting to see if they need to bomb it out, if they are down, you know, by 10 points or 12 points, can he really attack that field? He hasn't really had to do it for the Owls just yet. Patrick Levels uh, created some headlines earlier this week on uh, kind of day one of availability with the Alouettes. And uh, he, you know, he, he called out players by name. He guaranteed a win. How is this playing uh, in Montreal in the market right now? Are people, uh, people paying attention? Are they, are they going to hold them to it? Well, one, it's the only winning team in Montreal. So uh, it's getting some attention right now. Um, it, It was, it was, you know, look, I'm in the media. I was working the morning show all week. It got a lot of play. I, I played that clip and then I laughed and then I played it again because I laughed. And I, I was like, you know, people were trying to have him stop. The, the PR guy, uh, Charles, just, uh, you know, kind of turned and said, thank you, Patrick. And Patrick's like, I'm not done. And he just kept going out and naming it, like naming Mazzoli and Banks. And he didn't care. And he's slapping the table. And then, and then the Herb Zerkowski's jumping in and saying, hey, but Pat, he's like, da, 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 and he's slamming the computer falls over. I'm like, you know, and I, I got the chance to talk to Kari Jones, too, and I know he commented on, uh, on it afterwards. He's like, you know, that's what Patrick does every single week. Uh, but, you know, I asked him a, a, about how the Owls, you know, do that. And Patrick Levels isn't the only one. They are a very confident group. They like to show it. You see it with the way that they have bravado on the field, the way that they talk smack. It's just they don't care that they're seven and seven. They're the best team in the CFL and deal with it. That's kind of their and 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 I asked Kahari, I said, Do you like having a team that is, you know, that confident in themselves? And he's like, Yes. And no, because that over-exuberance has cost us sometimes. Earlier in the season, and I think they've been able to pull back from that, but from penalties, 15 yards, 10 yards, after the play, a touchdown, pushing a guy because you want to show that you're tough. Um, he, he, he understands that they, they need to know it, but sometimes they cross the line. He just, every now and then, he wants them to dial it back and show it on the field. He says it, it, it's great because I love guys that are confident. And, I'm, and he, he's a football player too, Kahari Jones, and he kind of chuckles it off. He's, a, he's like, I, what am I going to do with Patrick Levels? Like, I'm, I'm not going to say, you know, what he's going to say, but let him say that. You guys love it. It's for the media. But uh, it, was, it was interesting to watch how he reacted to, to it because he laughed it off. But I think in, deep down, he just wants to make sure that they back it up. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a couple of guys throughout the week here, like on the Ticats Audio Network, like Morielli and Hitch were talking about it and said, like, you know, that guy's going to get smacked. He's going to have to watch out type thing, like on the field, like at all times. And uh, it's funny, but the players, the team, 
and I'm not sure it, it was very consistent what was being said by the team and and you know Coach O and credit to Shinetti and and Justin Dunk for trying to get something out of it I understand yeah. they want to get that quote right back but it seemed like it was a pretty coordinated message maybe unintentionally probably intentionally that guys if, don't say anything don't give it any go because and I think maybe Patrick Levels noticed this is that the Ticats have had trouble with penalties, especially as of late, and undisciplined penalties, penalties after the whistle. So I have to think that Patrick Levels knows what he's doing. He, he was also signed by the Ticats in 2020, so I'm sure there's yes. something there that uh, maybe one day we'll hear the story of. Uh, defensively, the Alouettes, they've, they've, been, they've been pretty good consistently defensively. Um, you know, speaking of that secondary, what have you seen from them, and what are they going to need to do uh, in this game, you know, looking at the Ticats weapons, Don Jackson, uh, Tim White, what, what, what do you think they're focused on this week? Yeah, you know, and it's been a really good season. I think uh, Rodney Randall Jr. didn't start the season and a couple injuries later, there he is. He's starting. He actually had to play a game of safety because they were down so many Canadians and then they had to shuffle their Canadian content. Uh, a little bit, uh, but ever since he's gone there, and you got Money Hunter and Greg Reed, who I think has been outstanding. Uh, it's it's been impressive. Najee Murray's second half of the season. At first, you're kind of questioning it. Oh, can he handle you know the everyday duties? But by the end of the season, Najee Murray finishes with a whole bunch of interceptions, and you know gets the gets the touchdown too. So yeah, they're they're they like to the ball hawk. They like to try and pick it when they see that someone's trying to uh, you know go a little too deep and. Uh, they'll be aggressive. I haven't seen too many pass interference calls against them that, I, that I've seen in the past. I think that's one of the things that they do very well. They're tight on coverage, but they don't take the penalties. Their penalties are mostly, you know, talking and smack talk and, you know, and, and all that stuff. Uh, but the real change I, I find is the Owls in the past never had a pass rush. And the fact that their pass rush, not only, you know, they could have a first half with no sacks, but I saw three throws that were hurried and were misthrown or underthrown or overthrown because the quarterback was uncomfortable. He didn't want to get hit. And of course the sack totals, I know they played Ottawa so many times. I think they're a little skewed. I'm very aware of that, but at the same time, they like to get to the quarterback and they've been disrupting things. They have a really good front four where they don't need to blitz all the time. And when they do blitz, when they do throw somebody extra into the rush, like a Chris Ackie, who whenever they made the defensive line coach change, they, uh, they kind of made that little switch halfway through the season. Chris Ackie, as a linebacker, has gotten involved. He's got sacks, interceptions. He's just, he's just the defense changed a little bit. So every time he's on the move, watch out. He's like that fifth guy that no one's really ready for. And he always seems to get to the quarterback when he does blitz. And it's not as often as as other teams so as a whole i think the pressure on the quarterback helps the secondary but the secondary not getting the penalties i like they do get penalties but not as often as i've seen in the past i think that's one of the things they've done really well this year all right let's wrap it up with this question here the montreal alouettes will move on to the east final if blank finish that sentence for me um they win the turnover battle so it, it just has to be one. If it's one or two, I think the, t the turnover battle. And if they win that line of scrimmage with stand back, I think it's that defensive line uh, and the offensive line battle. I really do. And, and even if, you know, there's, there's someone making contact on stand back, is he going down after one or two yards or is he going down after five? I think that's the, the biggest thing. If they're able to still be running the football 
in the third quarter with Will Stanback and have no problem with Trevor Harris turning around and just handing it to Will Stanback in the third quarter and they don't have to throw on first and second down, I think that bodes well. I think this is going to be really close. And the, and the other thing, it's just so tough to win in Hamilton. It's such a tough building too. And for the Owls to potentially do that twice in one season, it's a, it's a big ask. It's really a big ask. But I think they have the elements to do it. And I think if they're on and all this extra practice that Trevor Harris is getting could help them. I think it's turnover battle and that, that you know, right in the trenches. Offensive line for the Owls versus defensive line of the uh, Ticats. I, I have checked the forecast. It might snow, but I, I've been told that it's not expected to be as windy as it was in 2013 at uh, Guelph <laughs> University in the East semifinal where the kick went through the uprights and came back. Uh, so it won't be that windy, uh, but the energy will certainly uh, feel a lot like uh, 2014 in that East final where the Ticats uh, put up some big numbers. But it should be a great one. Looking forward to seeing you down there at the, uh, the stadium, Sean. Thanks so much for doing this. I'll see you on Sunday. Speaking with the enemy. Dropping twice weekly before every Ticats game. Like and subscribe to get inside the enemy's head.